Hello and welcome to SHIELD AMA! Today we're going to talk about the upcoming rebrand of SHIELD Finance into Color Coded here uh, and about our hiring strategy. So first of all, let's talk about rebrand. Um, multiple people t told us that uh, they, they see the confusion between the Colloquity product and the Shield Finance company. They were asking, hey, uh, is Colloquity your product or is it, is it a new project? Are you going to use a new token or are you going to use the same token, etc.? So we thought about this and decided, hey, why not rebrand to Colloquity completely? Like, this is going to eliminate a lot of confusion among people. Uh, and uh, another nice consequence of this is that we're also going to distance from all those copycats which use the name of Shield Finance and they launch their own tokens. I mean, the scam projects. So uh, we're going to rebrand to Colloquity here. So we'll change the name and we'll also change the token symbol. It's going to become Coley. Of course, we'll preserve all the balances of the users and uh, we're going to allow people to claim the tokens on Binance Smart Chain. Uh, mainnet. So we're going to migrate to another smart chain also uh, to make sure that people don't need to pay higher fees when they transfer our token with a trade our token. Uh, make sure that the fees stay low for the people who want to get access to our token. Uh, our website will also change. Um, I think uh, the domain will be colloquated.app. We'll still need to take a look at this, but most probably that's going to be it. Uh, we shall fully rework the website because right now the website says that we are uh, defy, defy insurance segregated. That's not the case right now. We are focusing on color quality and uh, we'll make sure that people understand and we'll fully announce this rebrand uh, upfront. We'll make sure that people know about this. Uh, so that's it. Uh, we'll also redesign the application. Maybe we'll change the color scheme. Let's see. Uh, we'll also have to change the logo. <laughs> Okay, anyway, that's going to be a, a rebrand. Uh, we'll contact the designer. Uh, we'll ask him if he can do this. If not, he will hire another designer. Anyway, that's all technical details. We'll just do the rebrand. So uh, this thing aside, let's talk about our hiring strategy. I believe that hiring is going to be our most important uh, thing in the coming weeks. Uh, we didn't hire a lot of people before because we wanted to make sure that we have actually built a product which gets traction with the users, which is actually useful for people. Uh, now that we have this with Colloquity, it is time to scale. So we're going to start scaling with hiring more people right now. Like Right now we already have a lot of tasks which need to be done simultaneously and uh, our current team just cannot handle, handle this, so we need to expand. In order to expand the team, we need to ask ourselves, what kind of people do we need? And uh, if you take a look at the most successful crypto projects, you will see that they are very heavy on programmers. The teams are comprised almost only of programmers. Of course, they have some marketing people, some business development people, uh, but, the core, but the core of the team are programmers. Uh, we're going to follow the same approach. Uh, we will have some business development people, because uh, right now our focus is on uh, reaching out to partners and asking if they want to use car liquidity to get more liquidity for their pools. Uh, it's, a, it's a great value proposition. Like We're not charging the partners, we're going to charge the users. Uh, so for the partner, this service is free, they just get more liquidity. It's like, uh, who's going to re refuse this? <laughs> right, so 
we will need the business developer anyway to get the introductions, to take the calls, etc., etc. Um, but the most important hires are going to be the programmers. They will make or break our company. And uh, we will need the most talented people that we could get. Um, right now, crypto is a, a very competitive competitive area for the companies which need to hire programmers because, first of all, uh, the great programmers, they themselves can start a project. It's very easy right now in crypto to start a project, you create a new token and here you go. Like you don't need a lot of salespeople, you don't need a lot of marketing to do this. Uh, so the best programmers, uh, I think they have already started their own projects. Uh, we need to look for those people um, who are looking for something different, who are not motivated by money. We need to look for people who are motivated by uh, well, making, making a great product, making something uh, which has a chance to stay in this world, something which is not a pump and dump. And uh, we need to show those people that car liquidity has a chance to become a monopoly. Now, it's not obvious on the first hand, but take a look. Uh, Uniswap and PancakeSwap and Trader Joe right now on Avalanche, uh, they are almost monopolies. Uh, the difference between the volumes uh, on Uniswap and SushiSwap, uh, it is quite, uh, like, you, you can feel it. You can, you can see that there's a pretty good difference in the volumes. Um, this is normal and this, is all, this always happens uh, with exchanges. Now, will this happen with car liquidity here? Let's take a look. Um, let's take a look why it happened with exchanges and I'll explain how it's going to happen with us also. With exchanges, uh, there is a positive feedback loop at the core. So uh, I'll give you an example of Uniswap. Uh, Uniswap was the first one who pioneered this idea of liquidity pools. Actually, not the first one, but the first one who got real traction with the users. Uh, so they, um, they, they use the feedback loop where uh, if one, one person comes and adds liquidity to Uniswap, then it makes sense for another person who's a trader to trade there. Now, if more traders trade in Uniswap, then the liquidity providers generate more LP fees and they tell their friends. Uh, well, in general, it's, it's easily seen on the blockchain. So everybody can see that uh, this is a great place to uh, uh, provide liquidity. So more people will provide liquidity. And then on the next iteration, again, more traders will come because uh, they will have less slippage. Uh, if they have more liquidity. So uh, naturally this creates a positive feedback loop where uh, the volumes increase with the liquidity, like in, in a lockstep. The same is going to happen with us uh, because liquidity is actually a marketplace. We match two people uh, when people want to provide one-sided liquidity in a two-sided pool, they have to match with someone. So we are such kind of a marketplace, and marketplaces always have this, have this dynamic of the positive feedback loop where the more buyers you have, the more sellers you will have on the next iteration, but the more sellers you have, the more buyers you will have on the next iteration. And it kind of reinforces itself. So uh, this for us means two things. First, we need to move fast to capture the market space. Uh, I haven't heard of the ideas like Colloquity before, but I'm pretty sure that um, as we get traction, uh, as more people learn about us and they see our success um, and they realize that this idea is actually uh, very good, like it's natural, uh, it totally makes sense, uh, we will have some competitors. 
So we need to make sure that we outcompete them. We need to make sure that we will reach the critical market share. We will reach the, we will reach the critical volumes. Uh, critical oh, for us, it's not volume, but liquidity, the most important metric. Uh, we need to reach the critical liquidity before the competitors start working on the same idea. Um, so, but if we are able to do this, then we will become a monopoly. This is very important, and this will be uh, our best selling point uh, for the people who will going to hire. Because they will be able, if they work hard, they will be able to achieve something which lasts for a long time. They will be able to write on their resumes that they worked on color quality and uh, color quality became a market leader. That's a pretty good that's a pretty good way to express themselves as programmers. Now, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing that people care about, the employees care about, and the programmers care about, uh, is the um, uh, convenience of the workplace. Like, how, how good is the workplace? How good are the teammates? How good is the, uh, is the manager, etc.? Like, the, um, the atmosphere within the team. And... Uh, I feel like the crucial component that is lacking right now, that, uh, that is painful right now, is the task management. Let me explain. Um, in the companies that I've worked before, and uh, I also had my own companies before, so uh, I, I know how to manage people and set the tasks. Uh, and before, uh, I always had to rely on the formal, uh, sorry, on an, on an informal language, uh, on English, to set the tasks. Uh, now, I'm a programmer myself, so I was able to write pretty, um, pretty um, precise specifications. But in other companies that I've worked in, uh, managers, they, they were using this informal language which, which allows you to say things like, hey, could you please bring me some milk? Let's say I'll give you just a, just a simple example. Could you please bring me some milk? And then the employee goes and he buys some milk. And then he gets back to the manager, he gives him, let's say, 10 liters of milk, and the manager says, hey, I needed 20 liters. And the employee says, hey, but you didn't specify. And the manager says, well, that happens. Sorry, but could you please go and get uh, 10, 10 more liters? So this back and forth, uh, first of all, it wastes time to people. Like if you specify the task incorrectly, uh, then the result will not match your expectations. Uh, it's kind of obvious, right? But people continuously do this. Why? Because they don't want to waste time, their own time. They believe like, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to resolve itself. No, it's not. What's going to happen is that employees, uh, they will take those informal specifications of the task and they will execute those informal specifications as they see fit. Uh, and most likely, it will not match the expectation. Um, and then it creates also confusion for the employee himself or herself. Uh, let's say he or she, they want to execute the tasks in the best way possible. Well, uh, they, they, they actually try to do this, but they cannot physically because the task doesn't fully specify all the parameters. So we're going to solve this. We're going to solve this uh, with the same approach that is already being used in Shield Finance and, uh, oh, sorry, Call Liquidity. <laughs> Uh, and all the other companies uh, as well, but we will take it to the limit. Uh, this approach is called test-based uh, development, like uh, test-driven development. So, uh, of course, you have to write tests for the smart contracts and for the front-end application also, uh, and uh, we already do this, and other companies already do this. Um, 
but first of all, th those tests are written most like most often those tests are written after the application is actually developed. So how it normally goes is like uh, the the founder or the manager gets the requirements from the users, uh, and then he gives those requirements in a semi-formal fashion, like actually not formal because it's still English. Uh, they give it to the programmer. And now it's, it's up to the programmer to implement those uh, informal requirements uh, in a formal language, in code. Uh, now when this happens, inevitably there are some errors of translation. Sometimes programmers don't fully understand the users. Uh, sometimes the users don't correctly express, express themselves. Or sometimes the users just don't know what they actually want. But anyway, uh, this creates confusion for, for the programmers and uh, this creates a need for the iter iterative development. Uh, we release one version, we get more uh, requests from the users or, or, more, or more specific requests and then we release another version, etc. Uh, this process cannot be avoided fully, but it can be shortened. It can be shortened by fully formal specifications. Uh, those fully formal specifications uh, do not need to, to be all-encompassing in the sense like uh, we don't need to, render, to, to write a grand specification of all the, uh, like the, the full calculity system and all, handle all the potential uh, cases upfront. No, we'll need to grow our product evolutionally, evolutionary. Like uh, we'll have to tackle areas one by one, but it is possible to write uh, tests and, and to set the tasks as tests. So instead of managers giving the informal tasks to the programmers, the managers themselves, they have to write the tests. And now it's up to the programmers to understand those tests, which are already written in a formal language, and uh, to implement the, um, to, to provide the actual implementation. Now, I feel like this is a much better approach because it eliminates the confusion and because, I love this, it forces the manager or the CEO, me, it forces me to think through all the potential scenarios in this specific area. When I'm setting a task for, for a specific new feature or, spe or I'm asking to fix a specific bug. Um, this is great because uh, it forces everybody who's gonna be managing other people in future uh, in our company, first of all, to be a programmer, and this is great. I feel like uh, programmers will have a better, uh, they, they have better training and, and they can understand things better in general. Uh, and this will make sure that people also like working at our company. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to use two of those points, the fact that Colloquity can become a monopoly and uh, the fact that we're going to set the tasks as tests uh, uh, this, this will create uh, a different dynamic on the team and I feel like this will be better received by programmers. So we will be able to hire more talented people and we will be able to expand our team. I'm really looking forward to this. Like uh, <laughs> right now all this, uh, all these influencer tweets about our product, uh, the partners uh, looking forward to trying it uh, and we are deploying it uh, on the on the test nets uh, where partners are going to launch. I mean. On the, we're deploying on the test nets uh, for the networks where the partners are going to launch their tokens. For example, Avalanche, as I mentioned in one of the messages uh, in our group. Uh, I feel like this all is coming together finally. Uh, and right now we just need to scale. We just need to execute on the idea that is already good. So looking forward to this and thank you for being with us on this journey. 
Have a good time. See you.